Black Man Cry 2 is an invitation for men of color to feel safe to share their truth and unpack their hurts. My name is Kat, aka Rachel Barbie, hashtag bright hair, dark liquor. And I created this space as an invitation for black men to feel empowered to know it's okay that they can cry too. Thank you, Cash, for sitting down with me today. Let's take this shot. Salud. Let's take it off. Yes. What defines manhood to you? Um, well, first of all, I want to say society has messed up the whole manhood thing for us. Because okay. um, it's like a lot of expectations come from that alone once you hit manhood. So for me, I would say at this point, me about to be 29 and all that, manhood is strictly just accountability and following up with the things you say you're going to do. Um, a lot of other things that society placed on it as like men don't cry and things like that. Like, there's a lot of bullshit that goes into it. So at this point, it's just really standing, stand, being firm on your own too, and really just keeping up with the words that you say and being a man of your word or a person of your word. Period. So when you talk about society, do you believe that society put pressure on manhood, specifically when it comes to being a black man in society? Yes, there's, there's a lot of pressure, but I believe the pressure comes from um, people or the world not even understanding the black man to begin with because we started from a place where we were shackled and we were confined to learning certain things, whether it be only religion. And uh, it was mostly only religion. They weren't giving us any educational type of things or whatever. So it starts from back then. And then it's like now we have this pressure of really uh, being successful in a world where we're built to not be successful or we're trained to not be successful, we're not built, we're built to win. We're like, we're like almost, um, um, they put a mask on on, on our face, on, on top of us to where we think we're less than, where we're really the superior. I, I hope nobody takes that in an offensive way, but it is what it is. Yeah. Do you think those pressures and those expectations translate into this toxic masculinity? <clears throat> Um, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, because like, you you grow up and, and your father might tell you it's okay to have multiple girlfriends, or or it's, if you fall down, shake it off, you know what I mean, just walk away, don't cry, just those things from when you're younger, you grow up and you go into high school and you're like, okay, well, I'll, in order to be the man or in order to be cool, I gotta, I gotta deal with this amount of women, or I gotta have sex with this amount of women, so... It's it, it, it's a lot of it's a lot going on. It's a lot. Um, what difference would it be with a group of guy friends talking about these type of things or society problems versus like women do it all the time? They get together, they get wine, they watch little movies, and they talk about their feelings. Mm -hmm. Men don't typically do that. Right. Why do you think there's a disconnect between the two? Um, well, for one, men are brought up to not be in tune with the emotions or to not even show emotions to begin with. So, even in my group chats with my friends, I'm the I'm the more emotional or more vulnerable person. My other friends are more like they're like shut out to showing showing certain types of emotions. So, I might bring up a topic and nobody would answer, or like or like one person might answer, not get engaged before one of my friends, and we go back and forth real quick. But like. When we try to dive into, like, <clears throat> let's say, for instance, some suicidal topics or whatever, like, like they shy me from, oh, you weak, 
they might say little things like that. So, but I think women are more in tune with emotions, and it goes back to when, how we were uh, um, as kids, how we were shown certain things. Women, they, they give them the the baby with the little little toy carriage and all that. Oh, take care of this baby. You got the Barbie house, got the Barbie house, the car and all that. Have a nice house with the baby and all that. The guy, you got the army figures with the with the, with the guns and all that. Or you might be playing video games where you're shooting them up, bang, bang, not too much emotion. So the, the women's conversation are emotion-driven, at least I think so, to oppose where the guy's conversation is more like a pride and ego thing where it's like, uh, we see who's part of my language, whose dick swings low, you feel me? That's really all it is. And and if you show too much emotion, it's like, okay, well, you're, le you're a little less of a man than I am because I could go through that and not show any emotion. Yeah, I could I could do that and I that was nothing. But you you going through that, you crying, you talking about so so that that's really the main difference that I see personally. So what topics do you guys talk about, say in the group chat, amongst each other, that you would feel uncom uncomfortable having mixed gender group involved? Um, well one topic in particular, only because it happened recently, it was like the emotion versus logic um thing. So it was like <laughs> my friends would, I'm going to be real, my friends were honestly saying how women are dumb. Oh. Right? Part of me. Step <laughs> no, not in like a, like, all right. It, because you lead with emotion over logic. Yes, in a sense where it was, if it's, a, if it's something happening with you and I, and like, let's say you had an issue with me being out too late or something. Like dumb in that sense, not 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 in any other way. So so the conversation was basically stating how guys run off of logic and women run off of emotion. How people always say, but um, I think that it could get a little offensive if if women were involved because like um, they would take it not in the wrong way, but wouldn't see how we are explaining it. I think, and then the guy in in our in our conversation, it seemed easy. We all understood each other. We all understood what we were saying. But if we was to throw one woman in there, it would go completely left. Do you believe it would go left because a woman would be challenging you guys to communicate more effectively to explain your point? Mm, um. Yes, that's part of it. But then also the difference of opinion and this the difference of. Because I always say that men and women are wired different. So the difference in the wiring as well. So, yeah, a few different things will play into that. I do believe we are wired different, but I do believe there is a way for us to challenge each other's thought process mm. to come to some form of either understanding mm. or just different perspectives. And that's why I ask, like, what topics would make you feel uncomfortable because right. it's someone challenging the perspectives that you guys have that maybe you're not open gotcha. to hearing. Gotcha. Does that make sense? That makes 100% sense. And then the follow-up would be, what topics do you wish guys amongst yourself talk about more? Um, any topic that has to do with emotional or mental um, stability, in that sense, because um, I listen to, can I reference another, like, all right, I listen to Joe Boyer podcast a lot, and Every now and then, Joe would mention how, uh, oh, I talk to more if I hit a mall and talk about my suicidal thoughts. He'd be like, oh, shut that shit up, nigga. You know what I mean? Or if I, he'd like, yo, I can't really talk to my niggas about the shit that I go through and that needs to change. Like, they always say that on podcasts. Like, we need to do better. Like, they acknowledge that. So, like, 
things of that uh, of that in that realm right there need to change. Because even with me, I've I've had little thoughts here and there, and I come in the group chat and I say a little something, and I might not get a response at all. And then one oh shoot, one time I remember, I I, I scared, I should, I probably I probably went a little too far. I said something, and the niggas ain't respond, or they ain't respond or whatever. And then I said, see, this is why people commit suicide. Because they expressed themselves and nobody responded. I said, and one of my boys, like, yo, I'm about to leave. He called me ASAP. He's like, yo, you, you all right? Or whatever. I'm like, see, why I have to go that far for you to have to call me or whatever? So he's like, yo, don't play like that. I'm like, but I said something previously that y'all didn't, right didn't respond to. So now you want to call me because I, I jumped out the window and said something a little crazy. So things of that nature, right? I like how you referenced Joe Budden's podcast. One thing I did like from one of his episodes was he felt very strongly, I think it was after Nipsey had passed, yeah. telling everyone on the podcast, like, I love you. Yeah. Do you and your friends do that? Um, no, yeah, I know friend. We do. We should do it more, but we definitely do that. We definitely, it might be when somebody's drunk or something, or it might, something might have just happened. Too much honey. Yeah, it, it needs to happen or more organically. It's just like, but but it happens, but it needs to happen more. And I think even within my group, it happens more than it happens with other groups. So men as a whole, with your friends, I feel like we need to start talking to our, our guy friends a little more. But then that, with the little society things, you might think it's gay or I got to say no homo because I'm telling my God I love him. That shit is whack. So speaking about your friends, most men are typically surprised or shocked by learning what some of their friends do to women behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. What are some experiences or what is something that you learned about one of your friends that was a little unsettling? <laughs> well, um, there's a few things I can say. I'm going to just pick what I think I should say. Um, <laughs> Look, I ain't trying to meet up by nobody's friends, but that's a safe space. Well, for one, I, I had found out one of my friends be like pillow talking and like telling all the business to his girlfriend. I mean, but a lot of you guys do that, so you can't use that one as like a big no no. Yeah, that's not the one. But um, <laughs> all right, all right. This is about to be something that if he if he's watching, he about to know that I know this now as he sees this. But like, um, once upon a time, I was talking to a girl, right? And my friend was talking to her friend. So then she, the girl that I was talking to, told me, like, oh, you know, you know, your friend <laughs> sent a video to my friend of him jerking off, right? And I I I always thought that that was weird. Me personally, I think sending Imagine videos. Being on the other end of the Do you ever challenge or call them out? Um, with that, I haven't called. Doesn't have to be that specifically. Like the other things you found out. Oh yeah, me. I'm the type of person. I don't. I don't. I don't like to be around somebody if this on unsaid things there. You feel me? We gotta hash that out before we continue whatever the relationship is or that we have is. So I definitely call you out, and I definitely have called my friends out. I'm I'm that guy. And I feel like we all should be that guy with our friends because people need to know when they when they messing up when they or when they going a little a little left. You feel me? So definitely, I'm calling. I'm calling you out. Or calling you accountable. Yeah. So, what are some healthy practices that men can adapt when it comes to calling out their friends? Um. Well, one is 
is um, not coming off where you're like shunning them or where you're like completely judging them. It's like it's it's it's, it's cliche, but we we been hearing it's not what you say is how you say it. But I literally live by that, and and me being an artist. I'm a wordsmith and I watch my words very carefully. And when you tell me something, I watch your words very carefully. So that's very big for me. So since we are talking more about manhood, let's take it back to childhood. What experiences from your childhood do you recognize has impacted you as an adult? Um, well, there's, there's some that are obvious and then there's others where it's a little cloudy. So like my father passed away when I was three. Um, I grew up. I grew up watching my mom work her way in the like the in the in the um, relationship world, trying to find her way again, get get back on track with having like a, a potential husband, a potential partner. Um, the bad ones, the good ones. So that's definitely affected me and the way that I go about my relationships with women. So like, I always, I always when I'm speaking to to a woman or. I, I'm dealing with them. I, I think about what I see my mom go through. But like when I think about my perfect marriage, like I would use my mom's relationships or my mom's marriage as an example to what I want or what I do not want. But then there's other things like I'm, I'm, I'm now trying to dive into. Because for instance, I, um, I, I really haven't shared this with anybody or nothing like that, but. I myself have been abused as a child sexually. It was by a woman, I want to clarify that part. But I don't know how it has affected me. And now I'm trying to see how it has affected me. And my family doesn't know. And it was somebody in my family. Hopefully nobody well, hopefully somebody in my family does see this. So we could talk about it. Because I've been trying to open this up for a while. I just didn't know how to attack it. So now I'm trying to see how that has affected me because I'm not sure if it has because I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know what it is. So I might get therapy, I might talk to somebody, open up to more people about it, I might tell my mom. But my family is Guyanese, my family is Caribbean, so I don't, I don't, that, that's another reason why I haven't told, told them because it's like I don't, I don't think y'all are going to understand or be able to help me. At least that's what I think. I might be wrong. You feel me? But that's what's been keeping it inside. So there's definitely a bunch of different things that has affected me that I'm still trying to work through. That I still don't know how it's affected me now. You had mentioned you might go to therapy. You might tell your family. Mm. Are these steps that you're actively trying to take? And you're just like waiting until you're comfortable or trying to see which direction? would be the best first step for you. I can't say I'm actively doing it because it's just a thought at this point. So like, I'm trying to think about how I'm going to do it. So it's going to happen. I just don't know how or when. But I want it to be soon because I want to figure these things out. Because like it, it can open up some, some things that might be better for my living in the future. So I definitely want to attack that. Well, first of all, I want you Thank you for being open and sharing your truth. I know that that's something that's not easy to do, so I do want to like take the second to acknowledge the strength that you had in sharing. I do want to ask, what triggered you to think about the situation? 
as well as what's making you want to talk about it with a therapist and your family? Um, I hate that I stuff all my responses with home. I gotta fix that. But, but um, a lot of women, a lot, a lot of women. All right, me, I have a lot of um, women friends. I want to say female, but apparently female isn't a good term these days. But anyways, um, I have I have women friends. A lot of them too, more than men, and they 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 we we have like a safe space. Uh, I I think I make people more comfortable with being open than a lot of other people do. So I hear a lot of stories and I hear a lot of things, women being abused and by their family and stuff. And specifically recently, like a lot of women are coming to me telling me these things and it's just like, wow, like like I feel like almost almost everyone has this type of experiences and and eight times out of ten it's with your family at the same time. It's not even like it's a random person. It's somebody that's that you're supposed to trust, that you thought that, that loves you and all of this. So just seeing that, I was just like, wow. So this is more common. I knew it was common. I'm not naive like that. I knew it was common, but I didn't know it was this close to me as it, as it really was. So I started to realize it was super close to me and I started to realize it's an issue within our community or the human community period. You feel me? So like that within itself, and then me seeing how it affects other people, the people that I know, because I can, I, I, I people watch all the time. I, 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 not just, not just random people, but like the people that I know, like I study you. Yeah, I study you down to the T. I study your triggers. I study, see, this might affect, this from 10 years ago affects you now in 2019. So like, I could literally see how the trauma from back then would affect some of them now. But I reflect to my what happened with me, and I think about it, and I can't I can't identify how it affects me now because it I, I don't see anything that came from it besides maybe the fact that I might over sexualize sometimes I might I might I might uh, uh, over sexualize women when I see them a lot of times and only think of them in a sexual way so that could be part of it that that was the only thing that I came up with like okay. Um, at times I can be super, um, I might hit you up and just like be straight to the point and which isn't, which isn't right, but I can see that that, that might be where it comes from, but I don't know for sure. But just, just to answer your question, just seeing that it's so common and it's so close to me, it's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta see what's going on within me and see if and how it's affecting me. When did you make that correlation? Like maybe me over sexualizing women is tied back to this like how old were you when did it hit hmm. it was, this is recent i'm about to, uh, my birthday is coming up i'm about to be uh, you know they told me stop disclosing my disclosing my age i'm 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 i'm, I'm in my 20s and I'm, my birthday's coming up so it's like i thought of this probably like two a year or two ago so I didn't, I, I, I didn't know, like I said, I keep saying, I didn't know how it affected me, whatever, but this literally came to me, so it's like, okay, I can see how it affected, how it was affecting all of you, so I thought that it has to be affecting me, I'm like, yo, it has to be, so that's what really what it, what it was, for real, for real.
like I can see how it identifies with y'all, but I don't see it within myself. So I got to figure it out within myself. So abuse across the board is a lot to endure. Yeah. And you're speaking a lot more on the physical abuse that you've endured. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that or are there other experiences that may have trickled into emotional abuse or mental abuse that you're able to now recognize and reflect in your life? Um, I have... I just don't want anybody to feel away about me talking about this situation. So there's somebody that's close to me that when they were when they were younger, they were they were abused sexually and all of that. I think it was a trigger moment where they they lashed out. And it was in a way where we were all confused. So it was like, where is this coming from? But me, knowing the person that you are and the things that you went through, I, I look back, I'm like, oh, shoot, it's coming from this. I'm sorry it's so vague, but I really don't want to expose too much of what this is. You know, it's a behavioral switch. Yeah. So it's like, that situation caused you to act like that in a whole different situation. It's like, wow, you need, you need help. You need to see somebody because, because... It's trickling. It's trickling into a bunch of other things that 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 is kind of unnecessary because you didn't fix another aspect of an issue that you've been going through over here. So now you're 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 projecting over here in this instance. So I, I just see other people that think because I don't only learn from personal experiences. I learn from watching other people. Yes. So I seen that happen. I'm like, wow, that was that was pretty crazy, and that that just jumped a bunch of different things. So, yeah, seeing situations firsthand really played a, a big part into me seeing how the emotional and the mental really are one and the same almost. Honestly. So you had mentioned like you were able to notice that someone may need help. Yeah. When it comes back to you personally. How easy is it or difficult is it for you to express your feelings or recognize that I need help? You had mentioned in the group chat, you, you said something and yeah. then you didn't get a response. Yeah. So how easy or how difficult is it for you to express your feelings or reach out to somebody? It's, for me, it's super easy for me to express myself. I'm, um... Um, I hate, I don't like to do, but I'm a Virgo, and they say that Virgos are emotional creatures, which, which I truly, I truly am, and like, uh, uh, down to the smallest things, even, I drive myself crazy, I might create, create scenarios where, say, like, you cheated on me, and then I text you, and you didn't respond in an hour, I'm like, oh, you were this thing. And you might have been sleeping on whole time. And shit, like, you might, you might have been for real, and I gotta, now these days, I don't even let, I tell myself, like, you're wild, you're fucking out, you about to create a whole other situation over some bullshit. So, like, just knowing within myself. So it's easy for you to catch yourself. It is, it is easy. It's, it, it is, these days it's easy because I came to know myself. And a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of issues come from people not knowing themselves. Because before you deal with somebody else, you got to know yourself. Because you're not going to be able to work your way in those rooms or work your way with these people if you're not one with yourself. But then how easy is it for 
for you to express your feelings to someone else. You said how easy is it? Or difficult. It, it's, um, I wanna, uh, it's, it's super easy because like, like I said, I know myself at this point and I know, and I'm, I know who to talk to. I'm a, I'm a, I'm in a, uh, not an empath. I'm a light worker, which I hope you, I hope I don't lose anybody in me saying that. But um, uh, I tend you to. Explain what that is. Okay, cool. Know. So an empath is someone who uh, tends to feel other people's emotions and feel what other people are feeling. And um, a light worker is kind of like an empath, but they don't necessarily feel what everybody else is feeling. They more so want to heal what these people are feeling and don't feel it for themselves, but they are here for a mission and here to heal other people. So I once thought I was an empath, but now I know that I'm a light worker. I kind of just see you gave me too much white henny and, and, and I'm losing. <laughs>
but dope last words. I appreciate that. Now give us three songs that you listen to whenever you're in your feelings, no matter what those feelings are. Three songs, my God. Um, Ready. Frank Sinatra, My Way. I say that song, I got this little story behind it, because Frank Sinatra, that was his song. He retired and then came back. And his first song when he came back was My Way. And he was basically telling the world, because when he left, he thought that he was done. He came back, he put my way out, and it was like, yo, I'm about to just do this how I want to do it. And y'all not about to tell me anything. That's how I feel like anybody should should, should be. And he has the special, you go type it on YouTube, Frank Sinatra, my way. That was the retirement back, and I would think that was his last performance. Next two songs. Marius Hyman, I Feel Good. That's my joint. Anytime I'm down, I play Marius Hyman, I feel good. You don't know the person. I feel good. All time. All right, whatever. Nipsey Hussle is the last one. Overtime. Uh, R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. That's my soul brother. Um, I've been rocking with him for like 10 years now. So, yeah, that's my joint. When I want to get in my business bag and I need to get back on the grind and I've been procrastinating, I listen to Nipsey Hussle Overtime. Yeah. No doubt. Thank you. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on the gram at BlackBenCry2, T-O-O, and then follow our hashtag to be a part of the conversation, hashtag BlackBenCry2, T-O-O, and we out. What's up? It's at Russia Barbie 92 the founder of hashtag Black Men Cry Too. And I just have a quick question for you fellas. Do you want to smell good everywhere? And I mean everywhere? Good. Because the Refined Cologne by Manscaped is a clean and fresh scent designed for the refined gentleman. Be sure you head over to manscaped.com and use your code BlackMenCry2 T-O-O to get 20% off as well as free shipping on all orders. Your balls and your partners will thank you.